This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses, here to tell you lots of spooky, scary ghost stories. That is Corinne. Hello, that is Sabrina. Hi. And this is an Encounters episode where we read you your ghost stories. This is coming right on back to you. Yes, it is. And you are all very, very um, haunted and scary people, and I'm afraid of all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Although many of our listeners will probably say the same thing to us, because a lot of people report that when they listen to our podcast, their paranormal activity picks up around them and cell phone glitches and all this stuff. Yep. So it's a cycle, really. It's like, I'm scared of you, you're scared of us, which makes us more scared of you. And that makes you more scared of us. (laughs) It's never ending. (laughs) We apologize. Welcome to our never ending loop in this matrix. Very Twilight Zone. A moment to thank all of our Patreon donors from the month of October. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your support. And you guys also help donate and raise money for the Black Cat Rescue and Old Dog old dog haven yes so special the month Mm -hmm. of october so near and dear to our hearts very near and dear okay so with that we want to say thank you to our mamas and papas of the bek we have sim and frankie and thank you to our good luck black cat jasmine sarah and Alyssa. we have our overactive sagers caitlin claire trista armando dallas and danielle And then we have our ill-gotten booty poppers, Sarah, Laura, Morgan, Bridget, Kim, Ignacio, Lasas, Fabo, Bailey, Corinne, Molly, Stephen, Bill, Sarah, Audrey, Lauren, Rocco, Caitlin, Dana, Marina, Anthony, Christina, Jordan, Shannon, and Shannon. And now we are on to our Devil's Hour Insomniacs. We have Liz, (laughs) The Creepover Podcast, Dana, Melissa, Lizzie, Meg, Nanette, Nikki, Sarah, Nikki, Angela, Drianna, Azana, Irene, Becca, Jessica, Lisa, Bethann, Brianna, Allison, Jamie, Michael, Claire, Empowerment Ensemble, Yamali, Joanna, Matthew, Brian, Melinda, Sarah, Ethan, Zoe, Christina, Sloan, Catherine, Jennifer, Holly, Melanie, The Ghostly Gals, Anna Rose, I'm out of breath, (laughs) Alicia, Cecilia, Jessica, Jen, Carrie, Jana, Jenna, Mary, Reby, Sarah, Stacy, Lorraine, Noel, Ozch, Madeline, Ashley, Shelby, Nikki, Jess, Carmen, Emmy, Judah, Taylor, Tony, Brittany, Becca, Sarah, Eve, April, Juliet, Laura, Rebecca, Sarah, Jen, Aaron, Amy, Kendra, <laughs> Ashley, Erica, Amanda, Angel Kitty, Jennifer, Alex, Robin, Sean, Lindsay, Morgan, <laughs> Carrie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cassie, Katie, Sharon, Cassifras, Jane, Misty, Sydney, Victoria, Chelsea, Edmund, Aaliyah, Dolores, Megan, and Libby. Wow. So many people who are Devil's Hour insomniacs. I know, it's a popular one. Yeah, the devil keeps you up at night. And thank you to our phantoms, Maya, Ivy, Jim, Tomb Juice, Vic, Mark, Karina, Morgan, Nicole, Ridiculiz Podcast, Taryn, Tara, Pretty Outdoorsy, Damini, A Paranormal Chicks, Caitlin, Des, Benjamin, Sabrina, Natasha, Marky Duzoinks, Dill, Tater, 
True Crime Fan Club podcast, Tara, Blair, Caroline, Caroline, Laura, and Peter. Thank you, guys. Thank you to all of you very, Thank very much. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are the best. Should we jump on into it? Let's do it. I have three this week, so should I go first? Absolutely. This is from Quinn. And her subject line, I'm not going to read. She says, all right, girls, got two stories for you. And if you read late at night, then you might end up like me with no sleep. (laughs) So the first story is to do with an extremely recent experience. The need to email you again started when one of my brother's close friends came back from driving to pick up his stuff with another friend. So they got back and the guy who was driving to his house, we'll call him Link, saw the other guy in the car. We'll call him Alaska. And Alaska was completely terrified. Link asked what was wrong with Alaska, pointed to the graveyard across from his house, and there was an extremely visible figure watching them from the side, from one side of a tree. But when they passed to the other side of the tree, the figure was gone. Alaska managed to utter out that he felt this spirit did not feel aggressive. This was just freaking Link out more because he'd been having other encounters. There had been stress, tension, and other personal problems going on at his house, and Link had been seeing figures walk around his house and mainly his room, the basement. That's always creepy. <laughs> also, the night before, while I was at his house, his dog had been growling a lot in a specific area. So yeah, we theorized that when he got back that there was probably a lot of tension that spirits were using this as an easy passage to travel through. So now here's a scary one. Alaska's house is haunted as shit. Although I say <laughs> this, we're all pretty sure the entity follows him. One of the main encounters talked about is when Alaska was casually stepping out of his theater room when he'd seen sees this extremely tall figure appearing to wear a hat, staring straight at him with his hand out. He closed his eyes, and when he opened them again, the figure was gone. During Christmas, when he was grabbing a soda out of the corner of his eye, he saw the figure appear and disappear. My brother has had multiple interactions, and he also felt an aggressive feeling to the spirit the first time. But then the second time, while he was pulling out of the driveway, the figure was standing in front of his car. He turned off the car, made sure the doors were locked, and slid down in his seat trying to catch his breath, and soon after quickly sped away from the house. My brother already has a record of pissing off ghosts, and we're pretty sure the spirit is not fond of him. This possible hat man has been very close to me during my encounters, where I've turned around, feeling a rough presence behind me. I turned around, and the spirit was a foot behind me staring down at me. Terrified, I ran into the bathroom and stayed there for 10 minutes, unsure and terrified of what I had just seen, not knowing that anyone else has seen this or felt this. Plus, whenever Alaska is over at our house, a presence is felt that is not normal. Thanks for reading. Love, Quinn. Okay, well, it definitely sounds like, I don't know if Alaska's house is haunted or if Alaska is haunted. I think it's Alaska. Yeah, because if it's following him outside in front of the car to his friend's house, etc., etc., um... I can tell you that my childhood home in Vermont is spiritually active and nobody leaves this house with me every time I come. And you're there right now. I'm here right now. And I'm all alone in here as well. Oh no. My parents are going to come home and be like, why is every single door shut to every single room? It's because I don't want to look in there and see anyone sitting in the rocking chair or on a bed, okay? Just a little runway of where I can go. (laughs) Or they're going to come home and be like, Why is every other door, cabinet, drawer open? Oh my gosh. I hope not. Okay. But this is scary. Like, I mean, Alaska said that he didn't think that the spirit was aggressive, but 
I don't know if it's following him like that and seems to mm-hmm. be staring at people. It makes me think that maybe it's whatever it is, is preying on Alaska and that the people around Alaska, like Quinn, are picking up on more of the right. negative negativity. Yeah. yeah. And we know we've talked about shadow people and how they follow people and they're observers, watchers of sorts, like kind of alien-ish. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. I'm very glad I don't have anything following me that I know of. That you know of. Keyword that you know of. Just our friendly ghost. Okay. I have a story for you. Okay. It's called either a scary ghost or a kinky ghost. Oh. (laughs) All right, fellas. So I found your podcast about three weeks ago, and I'm so glad I did because it gives me life at work. I can't decide if that's a pun or not. (laughs) (laughs) In this case, it is. But after listening, I've decided I should tell people about my experience because sharing is caring, right? Oh, I love that lesson. So I live up in rural North Wales on the outskirts of... Damn it, why didn't I look this up before? (laughs) Clockenog Forest. Yep, yep. To give you an idea of how isolated we are, our nearest neighbor is 30 minutes away. The closest village, Claude Nude. Honestly, if you struggle with the name, you're not alone. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Oliver. Uh, Is an hour away, and so the closest town we don't even bother with. Wow, they're really out in the middle of nowhere. That reminds me of like in, um, shoot, what's the movie? The Holiday, when she goes to Ireland. In The Holiday? Isn't the one where they switch houses? She goes to England. Oh, sorry, England. But she goes to like a cabin really far away. Yeah, it's like a little tiny cottage. Oh my God, The Holiday is so good. Yeah. Cry my eyes out. Three musketeers. (laughs) Our place consists of the main house, two barns, a garage, and a fuckload of forest. Oh, wow. I spend most of my time walking around the forest, doing photography, shooting, or just wandering around. However, there's one place I will not go. It's marked on the maps as Pile of Stones. Hmm. Originally, I thought it was going to be a cairn or some other marker, but no, it's literally a pile of stones. One day, I decided to go and see if I could find it, and I spent an hour hiking up to it, and when I got there, I immediately felt like I shouldn't be there. Oh my god. Like something was almost yelling at my subconscious to leave and go home. Because it probably was. <laughs> like an absolute knob, I decided to push ahead. I constantly felt like someone was walking behind me and I could hear the leaves crunch as if someone was following me. Oh After god. about 10 minutes of pushing forward, I felt my scarf get tight around my neck. Nope. And I tried to loosen it, but it kept getting tighter and tighter, almost like someone was pulling it from behind me. I started to panic and I kicked behind me at whatever was pulling it. And the only way I can describe it is like I was kicking through custard. It wasn't solid, but there was definitely something there. Thankfully, I had my knife on me, so I cut my scarf and fell right on my face after whatever was strangling me pushed me from behind. I turned around to see my scarf hanging in the air for a split (gasps) second before it dropped to the ground. (gasps) Oh, God. He's so deep in the forest right now, all alone. And so alone. Oh, I'm like hugging myself very tightly. Since then, I haven't been to that part of the forest. However, I'm thinking of taking a camera and spending the night there just for shits and giggles. More like death and horror. (laughs) Oh my god. Well, no one can say that Oliver isn't brave. He signs it, ta-ta, Oliver. Oh my Oliver. Yeah, okay. Um, 
So this is terrifying. And why would you ever want to go back? It's like something tried to kill you, Oliver. Or was something actually keeping him from going forward and was following him thinking that doing all these things that making him feel a presence that following him closely would make him turn around but since he didn't since he pushed on they were like well i have no other choice i'm just gonna freaking grab your scarf and hold you back before you reach that really awful spot in the woods that i know about but it also pushed him down it like it's all like very threatening feelings i know but i also just i know also, I, I don't know what to think of it because I'm also be thinking protecting him from seeing. I mean, what if there's something really awful that happened there? What if someone was murdered there or like some awful demonic being is out there and there's this other spirit that fell victim to it that's also stuck in the woods now and had like felt no other way of making sure Oliver turned around than to like be the scariest it could be tug on mm. his scarf, push him down so that he's like, shit, I gotta go. Because obviously none of the other stuff really, he was right. creeped out, but he was like, I'm brave, I'll keep going. Okay, well that's a really good theory and I, I prefer that one. But I just feel like there's just a lot of negative stuff. Yeah, and you're pretty deep out there. and uh, It's a good place for a ghost to hide and lure its victims and kill them. You know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about how everything is pretty uncertain and how we never really know the truth. And I think this is one of those things that I'm okay not knowing the truth and maybe <laughs> you shouldn't go back, Oliver. Don't worry about taking pictures. I don't care about yeah. shits and giggles. I'd rather you stay away from the pile of stones. <laughs> oh my God, that's so scary. All right, what's wow. up next? I just like need a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Is that weird? No, it's Scary stories are making me hungry. That's like a natural instinct when you, you know, your body reacts in certain ways to stress and food is one of those things that you need. Yeah. Usually I sweat through my clothes, but today I'm just feeling a little ravenous. Just want some food. Okay. This is from Caitlin. She says, hello, Sabrina and Corinne. I won't waste time with formalities because this is four stories in one, but I love your podcast and don't ever stop. Today, I wanted to share with you my story about my friend Devin who passed away in September of 2014. Devin's aunt and uncle owned a bar, a local bar that my best friend bartended for. We quickly became friends with the family, and once a week, we would all go to their house, shoot pool in the garage, or barbecue on Sundays. Devin and I were new friends, but he was very close to my best friend Liz and her girlfriend. One night, he was driving home and took a turn too sharp and died in a tragic car accident. We were all devastated. A week after his death, we all gathered back at the house to have a night dedicated to him. My friend Liz decided she wanted to spin fire to one of his favorite songs. Like, literally, spin fire. I was stick. just about to ask, what on does that string. mean? Does that mean, like, get hypey? Or, like, what no, does that like, mean? The literal definition of someone throwing fire around on a string. Like this thing. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's really cool. It was a Dangerous. beautiful performance and a tribute. <laughs> As she was performing, we all took videos and pictures. I took a video of the first half, but decided to just watch and enjoy the moment. When she was finished, she was trying to blow out the fire on one of the tips of her fan, but no matter how hard she tried to blow it out, it just kept kept staying lit. We were all laughing that it was Devin playing a joke. He was a bit of a jokester, so it would be no surprise if this was his doing. While While this was happening, something told me to take more photos. So I took out my iPhone and I took three or four times of burst photos. And then I put my phone back in my pocket. 
She finally got the fire out and everyone went inside to collect themselves. About 30 minutes later, I looked through the pictures I took. At first, I thought I was seeing things as I scrolled through one of my burst shots. But there was Devin, standing behind my best friend in a white, misty form. Like I said, these photos were taken in burst on the iPhone, so it's literally a second-by-second shot, and you can see him slowly materialize behind her and then just vanish. Same height and build as Devin. These pictures are not edited in any way, and I can confidently say that he was with us during that moment. But that was just the beginning of his shenanigans. And also, if you want to look, Corinne, the photos are there. And oh, it is hell yeah. So clear. I'll ask, for, I'll ask her for permission to post on our social media. Fast forward another week. I felt like he was lingering around me. I figured it was just because I was already so sensitive to otherworldly things. Until one night, I had a very lifelike dream. In my dream, Devin and I were celebrating something together as a couple. I'm not sure if it was a birthday or engagement or whatever, but all of our friends and family were at our house and we were hosting a party. It was sweet and pleasant. Everyone was enjoying themselves and Devin and I were a happy couple. As night came, people went at home and Devin and I cleaned up. I vividly remember exchanging silly banter with him in our bedroom as we both, exhausted from the festivities, got ready for bed. We brushed our teeth, he crawled into bed, and I continued to wash my face. When I was just about done... I crawled into bed next to him, snuggled up, and kissed him goodnight. Then, I was abruptly woken up as the fire alarm just in my room was going off. It blared its alarm a few times, and I laughed out loud, saying, Okay, Devin, good one. Now let me fucking sleep. And then it just stopped. Just like that. I was laughing and crying all at the same time. So so typical of him to pull some crap like that. I have no doubt that was him. As for the feeling, it was very real, and the... Dream was so vivid of us being together. I still have no idea what it meant, and I don't think I ever will. But wait, there's more. A few days later, I was at my friend Liz's house telling her and her girlfriends about the dream and the fire alarm going off. I was sitting at the dining table, and my iPhone was across the table out of reach, plugged in to charge. We were talking about how immensely we felt him around us, how strong his presence was. Then I said, it feels like he's here with us. And as if on cue, Siri on my phone chimes in, I am here. We all froze. I know. My. Oh, my God. I'm scared. I'm freaked out. I'm touched. I'm scared. (laughs) I feel everything. I know. We all just froze speechless. I have it set to, hey, Siri, where she responds to you when you say that, oh, my Siri just went off. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, That creeped me out. Where she responds to you when you say that, but we didn't even say anything close to it. I also didn't even think it worked because I've ne- whenever I've tried to use it, it never worked prior to that. It was baffling, but we all went along with it and said our hellos to Devin and continue with our night. With all of these visits from Devin, I unintentionally opened myself up to more of the spirit world. Since I knew I was more sensitive to the paranormal, I figured that's why he was hanging around me and I let my guard down. A couple of weeks later, I was dropping my best friend Kelsey off to her car. It was around 1.30 a.m. and she was parked out in front of our friend Karina's house. Karina's house is just before the cult sack. Leia, come on. <laughs> come here. You need to behave. Karina's house was just before a cul-de-sac. So I pulled up to Kelsey's car with the cul-de-sac now behind me. When I pulled up, Kelsey opened the passenger door, but we wound passenger door, but we wound up sitting in my car chit-chatting. That's when I saw something move in my rear rear view mirror. When I looked at the mirror, I could clearly see a black figure at the end of the cul-de-sac. 
For a second, I thought it might be a real person, but as I continued to watch it, the way it was moving side to side did not seem normal. I didn't want to alarm Kelsey because I knew paranormal things scared her a bit, so I just acted like nothing was happening. Every time I looked back at my rearview mirror, it was slowly getting closer and closer to the car. Ooh. Kelsey noticed I kept looking in the mirror and asked what I was doing, and then I poked her and then she poked her head out the door and looked behind the car. And then poked her head out the door to look behind the car. Leia. When she turned back to me, it was evident she didn't see what I was seeing because she just looked confused. I told her it was nothing, then looked back in the mirror, and the figure was right behind my car. I looked at her and told her she needed to go now. She didn't question me because as soon as I said it, the air in the car got very heavy. It felt tense and thick, and the... Oh. Light inside my car that was on since she had opened the door started to flicker. She jumped out of my car and into hers. As soon as she was out, I put the car into drive and rolled down all the windows. As I was driving, I acknowledged the presence out loud, letting it know I knew it was there. And I said, I know you are here. I saw you and feel, felt you come into the car with me. I don't know who you are or what you are, but you are in my car, in my personal space, and you are not welcome. I am protected. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. I am protected and will not allow you to follow me, so please leave. After repeating that out loud several times, I finally felt like the car was back to normal. I drove with the windows down the whole way home, hoping that whatever left over dark energy was in my car was being blown out as I drove. The rest of the night was peaceful. Whatever was in the car with me listened and left me alone. It was a good reminder that you can't let yourself open to too much willy-nilly because you never know how you'll attract it. Or you never know what you'll attract. Well, that's my story. LOL, I hope it was worth it and you enjoyed it. I would love to answer any questions you have, so let me know. Here are the pictures of Devin materializing behind my friend. Hopefully you don't freak you out too much. Keep being spooky, Caitlin from Florida. Uh, uh, the photos are a little freaky. <laughs> but it's so clear. It's so clear, but it's also just so close to the, the friend to the girl. who's doing yeah. the fire throwing. Mm-hmm. That it's like, over her shoulder it's not like standing far away watching it's like literally breathing he's breathing down her neck and he's tall and you can see his chest oh gosh oh the last picture with the when it's like going away the face is kind of creepy it That's looks the one like that i was thinking of yeah on her shoulder right there oh that is creepy oh i just got chills i know she's yeah but it's also so great that like sh- that that happened you know that they got Mm -hmm. that confirmation and that siri got that confirmation and everything i also wonder if that dream that she had i kept thinking like maybe in another life they were soulmates or like maybe he had a crush on her and so he wanted to have this dream experience where they were like a couple that is very cute to live out that that moment that he wished he had in life yeah because his life ended too short perhaps or maybe it was like a clue to be like we are soulmates in terms of like traveling spirits like Mm. whatever form we're in if we're friends if we're lovers if we're (sighs) mother and child like we will forever go through all of our lives together maybe it was a hint that like in our next life we'll be together oh my i really hope that's true oh so cool i hope so wow we'll never know though (laughs) how do we keep track we can't never know yeah that's really upsetting wow that's amazing so amazing so many experiences the one in the car freaks me out yeah i wonder what that is and like something feeding off again similar to quinn's story like something feeding off of your energy and the fact that she was open to all these spirits this thing knew and was like i'm gonna try and get in there oh god no thank you she did the right thing though by being like hi 
this is my car. This is my space. Um, I'd appreciate it if you exit my space. You don't have permission to be here. I just imagine all the windows open and like this thing is like trying to latch on and it's like flying out of the car and it's like holding onto the window frame, but the the rest of its body is like flying out the back of the (laughs) car. Like a little bug and all of the wings are just like going crazy against the wind. Oh my gosh. Just banished from the car. Jeez. um. What is your next story? This is called Elise's Encounter. Hello, ladies. I would like to tell you an encounter story that happened to my friend Elise. Elise was sadly taken away from this life by a drunk driver two years ago. We both loved paranormal stuff, so I know she would have also loved your podcast and would want me to share this story with you. Elise and her boyfriend Dylan moved into their first apartment together in Florence, Alabama. Dylan was a musician who had love for older songs. Shortly after they moved into their apartment, Dylan started learning old slave songs. One day, Dylan was playing his guitar and singing some of the songs that he had recently learned, and as he was sitting in the living room singing, he thought he heard a voice singing along in the back bedroom. Oh my God. He paused for a minute to listen and no longer heard anything, and then he picked up his guitar and he went back to the bedroom where he had heard the voice. He started playing and singing again, and this time he heard the voice coming from the living room where he had originally was playing. Ooh. I have Me chills. too, my whole body, this whole paragraph, is, I'm like, yeah. hair on end. Let me add, Dylan was a skeptic and didn't believe in anything paranormal, and I don't know if the spirits thought he was taunting them, but things definitely started to get worse after that day. Which is already interesting because it sounds like he was doing them like like being nice, you know, like, oh, you're enjoying right. the song. Let me play a little closer to you. Right. I'm just glad it didn't start singing like right next to him. <gasps> right next to his face. Oh, <laughs> that was what I was expecting. Ooh. Elise was in nursing school at the time and was in a study group. And her friends would comment about how her apartment gave them a weird vibe, like someone was watching mm. them. Nope. Elise didn't understand what they were talking about at first, but eventually she started noticing it, too. She said she would be deep in homework and would suddenly feel the hair on the back of her neck stand up. She sensed someone was in the room with her, and after that, things gradually started getting worse. Faucets would turn on and off by themselves. Cabinet doors would start opening and closing. Dylan kept brushing off all of these events, and the apartment complex was old and dated, and he chalked all of these events up to thin walls and faulty wiring. No, Dylan. No. We know better than that. You're better than that. (laughs) <laughs> we know you're scared, but aren't we all? <laughs> Let's just face the facts. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. Their dog, Nima, eventually started acting weird. Trust your pets. Yep. Nima got to the point where she wouldn't go in the back bedroom at the end of the hallway, and she would just stand in the doorway and growl at something in the empty room. Oh. Eventually, she wouldn't go past the bathroom, and this was in the middle of the hallway. And then she wouldn't go past the kitchen. No. Nope. And towards the end of it all, she was just cowering in the corner of the living room shaking and occasionally growling that's so sad oh my gosh no poor baby get her out of there oh they're i feel like they're harassing her too. and it's like it keeps pushing it's gaining strength it's getting further and further into the house oh that's so sad she got to the point where she was scared to even turn around as if she was afraid to turn her back to something and to this day the dog still walks backwards instead of turning around (gasps) Oh, poor baby. One night, they were laying in bed talking, staring up at the ceiling fan, and they both agreed they heard something, and so they stopped talking and listening. 
and started to listen. They both heard faint scratching on the nightstand next to the bed. All of a sudden, the ceiling fan came to an abrupt stop. It didn't gradually slow down. It completely stopped as if it had frozen in time. Oh, my God. A couple nights later, they were laying in bed on their backs talking about their days, and they both felt a dark presence lean over them and whisper, Get out! At the same time, they both jumped up in bed and said, Did you hear that? And needless to say, they left immediately and went to stay at Dylan's parents' house close by. I guess Dylan was a little less of a skeptic that night. They started to research their apartment complex a little more after that to see if it had any history of paranormal activity. Pause. Did you know in Massachusetts you don't have to disclose if your property is haunted? Or I'm not even sure you have to disclose if someone died there. I feel like legally everywhere you have to disclose if someone died. Let me see. Someone, my friend Kelsey sent me the thing. And especially Boston. I feel like because everywhere in Boston or everywhere in Massachusetts is haunted. So it's kind of like, yeah, Uh, you expect it. They discovered that the apartment complex was built on a land that did indeed used to be an old southern plantation elise believed that dylan singing the old slave songs must have triggered these events and they broke their lease early she said the apartment complex didn't even fight them about it when they explained why which makes me think that this has happened before she said the week before they moved out things were eerily quiet all activity had stopped and they were beginning to think they had made a hasty decision On moving day, Elise and Dylan were packing all of their boxes into the moving truck, and she said when they grabbed the very last box and went to turn to go out of the door, all of the cabinet doors started opening and slamming shut repeatedly. (gasps) What? Why am I alone in my haunted house recording this? (laughs) All of the faucets turned on full blast, and all of the lights started flickering on and off. She said they ran out of there, locked the door, and have never been back. I have a ton of other stories, some hers, some mine, and I will share them another time. I love your podcast. Everyone says, see you on the other side, but but I would much rather see y'all on this side. If you ever (laughs) find yourself in Nashville, hit me up. Oh my gosh, I hope we do. I know, that would be so much fun. There's more to this city than country music. Thanks for reading, Brooke. Wow. Wow. I... It, that last moment, as they're turning to leave out of the apartment, it's so like, F you, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't f- fucking ever turn back and come into my place again. Like, you're out. You're done. I'm done with you. This is mine again. <sighs> oh, that's so, that's so scary. Yes. Oh, God. And I hate that it just like laid dormant and it makes it even worse, you know? When you're yes. not expecting yes. something, and then you're like, oh, maybe I'm fine. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, ooh, right at no, you. No, you're not. But that's how it works, isn't it? Like, that's what entities do. It's like the second you think you're fine or safe, they, dark entities at least, they, yeah. But it, it seems like those spirits are probably just, they had a horrible life and yeah, probably don't like people. Yeah. And don't like people coming into their space and they're terrified of anyone hurting them again. And so they have a defense mechanism, which is to tell people to get out. Or maybe they're just evil and they just thrive. It's like it's getting like a little burst of fuel. It's like getting your battery percentage up to 100. They were chilling at 66 and then that last like cabinet faucet light display really 
freaked out yeah. the people, the residents. And so the demon was able to suck the energy in so that he would have enough to survive until the next group moved. Oh, that's horrible. No. <laughs> I do wonder if it, yeah, if it's like a dark entity, like a demon uh, or sorts that feeds off of the negative energy on the land mm-hmm. and has like since come to the land and then like mocks the slaves in singing the songs with the with dylan yeah and it's not actually the spirit of a slave i'm scared also i feel like why why do you think that demons like their go-to phrase is get out don't they want them to stay so they can take over their bodies unless they're planning to do something else and they knew that dylan and elise would like prevent it from happening Maybe, or maybe it's just the fear factor. It's like they need the energy to feed off of. That's what they thrive off of. And so they want to say scary things that make people, you know, who knows? Who knows? Because like when my sister, for example, when my sister was possessed and she said, get out to my dad, it's clear because like the demon was like trying to take over my sister. So like, so I just wonder, I just wonder, what are your intentions in this world? Are you here for the right reasons? Will you accept this final <laughs> rose, answer. demon? Demon. All right. Shall we end okay. on another email that you read? Yes. I have one last one. One last one. This is from Chelsea. Let's see if she... Yeah. This is from Chelsea. She says, Hey, Corinne and Sabrina. First off, I wanted to tell you lovely ladies that your podcast is amazing. I tripped across it this winter while working a night shift and your podcast made makes my nights seem so much shorter. Now onto my story. I shared this story in the Facebook group in the comments a while back, but I've been meaning to email in about for about it for ages. Growing up, I moved around a lot and lived in some fairly sketchy areas, although as a kid, I didn't realize how sketchy they were. When I was in the third grade, I made friends with one of the boys who lived just down the street from me. His backyard backed onto our school's property, and I had passed, had to pass his house every day on my way to school. We became fairly close during the first few months that I lived there, and when we started school in the fall, we would always walk to school together. He lived with his mom, his grandparents, and who I thought was his older brother, but later found out that it was just a boarder at the house and not my friend's brother. The night of October 30th, I had a dream where my family and I were driving home and past the park just around the corner from home. The park was completely taped off with police tape, and there were four to five cruisers and a special investigations slash homicide van. I got up the next morning and quickly pushed the dream from my mind. It was Halloween, my favorite holiday, and I was excited. I was too excited to think much about the dream. That was until we were driving home later in the day. I was sitting in the back seat of the car between my brother and my mom's boyfriend's daughter. As we pulled up to the park, my dream came flooding back to me. The park was completely taped off by the police, and everything that I had seen in my dream the night before was right in front of me. Quite quickly, I found out more about what had happened. My friend's dad, the friend from up the street, had been found dead in the forest of a park. Oh my god. His mom had hired the boarder in the house to kill her husband for the insurance money. <gasps> this is real? She yeah, and she she actually attached the link to an article or a link to the article about the news story. This is messed up. All the best from Southern Ontario, Chelsea. Have people learned nothing from all these murder shows? You can't murder someone for their life insurance money you will always get caught you probably just shouldn't murder anyone for anything because you will get caught and if you are going to murder someone you got to murder someone that you don't know that you have no ties to those are the people that get away (laughs) with it but don't do that don't murder anyone but i'm just saying if you know them you're gonna get caught (laughs) 
Oh, that was a really freaky noise. Did you hear that? No. <gasps> Sabrina, stop. It's your microphone is sounding or your it's from me. Headphones are just sounding. Okay, you're back normal now. I have saged the crap out of this exact room. I'm recording in this room in my Vermont house because I have saged this room plenty. Okay. This is supposed to be my ghost-free zone. It was just a mic issue. Okay, I hope so. Yeah, you're fine. It's good. Uh, we're good. We're good. Just, we're fine. It, well, okay. Well, that was a scary one. That was one. a very scary one. Sleep tight, you freaks. <laughs> You haunted freaks. Oh, my gosh. It's just, uh, like, what a horrible thing to have happen in your life and that be also, like, a paranormal thing that happened. It's, like, double. It's, like, murder and paranormal. Yeah, yeah. But it's so interesting, like, premonitions in general are, like, they're such a strange phenomena because why are you the one experiencing this premonition I know. and why does it only happen occasionally like did the murder happen the night before and then like the spirit of the the dad who was killed like kind of send out this energy and maybe she wasn't the only one in that area who had the premonition and multiple people yeah. had that dream we have to do an episode on premonitions yes we do yes we do Okay, well, if you guys have stories of your own, premonitions of your own, anything paranormal, send them to us Demons. at Two Girls One Ghost Podcast at gmail.com. I always forget that. I know. And then we have social media. We have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Facebook group. Uh, to join our Facebook group, you must answer the two questions. Otherwise, it's there and we don't let you in. So join us properly correctly we have multiple ways to support you can support us one by rating and reviewing us on itunes that keeps us relevant keeps us in the top 200 keeps other people um able more easily able to discover us we also have merchandise we have shirts t-shirts mugs etc that you can rep that are two girls one ghost related so you can um be Mm -hmm. our advertisement for us out on the street yes and they're cute. They're, they're super we cute. We put a lot of work into it, and they are very cute. Very talented designers behind those mm-hmm. graphics. We also have yes, Patreon. Um, you can donate to our Patreon. There's multiple different tiers. Each tier has a different perk. And that's that. And that's that. And we are us. We are Two Girls, One Ghost, and you are our fandoms. So thanks for listening. And we will see you. On the other other side. side. Very spooky.